Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. We have the Dungarvan Destroyer, professional <laughs> boxer, Dylan Moran. How are you getting on, Dylan? Good, lads, and yourselves. Thanks for having yeah. me on. No worries. Do you like that new nickname for you? Hey, that's the best introduction I've had so far, Ross. Thank you. <laughs> More than welcome. You know what? That's a common occurrence, Barry, isn't it? Oh, Sorry? <laughs> but Ross, Ross is brilliant with the introductions. Like, every, everyone is spot on. Spot on. Yeah, no, they're brilliant. I was waiting for a good introduction. Well, there you have it, you know, you know, uh, good things come to those who wait. Now you said it, exactly. So how are you getting on, Dylan? How's the how's isolation treating you? Are you still training hard as ever? Yeah, all is good, you know. Um, considering the situation we're all in, I'm doing okay. Uh, little bits of training each day, you know. I'm enjoying some time off at home, leaving the batteries recharged. Crazy times out there for everyone, and hopefully this crisis passes sooner rather than later, and uh, just get back into the ring and get going again. Yeah, where exactly are you based now, Dylan? Because I see you a lot in like Liechtenstein. Yeah, so that's where I'm based now, full time since uh, just the start of this year in Liechtenstein. I didn't even know the place existed until I went over there, you know. But but now I'm living and training there, and quite happy over there. It's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, what language do we speak? Speak English. Little bits of English, yeah, more German, you know. So I learn German every morning for an hour and a half before we start training. So uh, I'm picking it up. I, I, I wouldn't speak to you fluent, like, but I've got the basics. And so everyone walk- has a little bit of English, so we get by. So you walk around uh, Dungarvan's Aldi and Little and speaking German to the lads. <laughs> <laughs> Showing off. Uh, uh, Dill, we have to start at the beginning. Where, how did you start getting into boxing? Yeah, so we roll right back up. As far back as I can remember on boxing, you know, I come from a boxing family. All my uncles boxed and it's all I've ever done, really. So, you know, most people get into boxing at the age of 10 and 11. I've been doing it since I'm two and three. I've been in the gym, you know, your pictures of me there hitting the pads and I'm only a baby. So it's all I know. It's really a part of me, you know, and it's all I ever wanted to do. So like when I was in school and secondary and that and people were talking about what colleges they were going to, I was adamant I was going to be a boxer. You know, and uh, that's what I've done. I, ju- I just chased that dream, and now that's what I'm doing. So, yeah, I'm quite happy with it as well. Yeah. And, uh, Dylan, I saw you were doing a bit of kickboxing at one stage. How did that come about? Yeah, so obviously I was amateur boxing for years. And um, I used to be getting to the finals in the All-Irelands, and I was just getting bad luck, you know, politics, bad decisions. And it broke my heart. You know, I wasn't getting selected for the teams, and... I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And then I ended up kickboxing just by chance. Somebody said to me, you know, let's go and give the kickboxing a go. And at the time, I was too young to turn professional in boxing. So I had a, I had a year or two to waste. And I started kickboxing and it was an amazing two years. You know, I traveled the world. There were big shows, you know, and it was totally different from the amateur boxing scene. So it was attractive to me at that point. And um, yeah, I had some good scraps in it. I had about... 50, 55 fights in kickboxing, you know, really stood to me in what I went on to do. And when the time was right, I hung the gloves up in that and um, moved to Manchester to go professional. Oh, so you always knew you were going to go into boxing. You didn't, you, didn't oh, you were going to take up kickboxing instead, no? No, no. 100% boxing was the goal. Like I said, I knew you have to be the right age. You know, there was no point going into it as a baby, you know. And I waited till I matured. And when the time felt right, I went over to Manchester and kickstarted it. And what was your record in kickboxing? I had 50, 50, 55 fights. I won three world titles. I won six or seven Irish titles, European title. And uh, 
yeah, out of, out of them fights, I probably lost, I'd say, five or six, you know, but I fought everyone and anyone. Like I said, traveled the world, great experience, met some great people that I'm still friends with today, and all them fights stood to me. You know, the kickboxing, it wasn't as skillful as the amateur boxing, but it was definitely more rough and tough, and you'd earn your stripes there. Yeah, was it easy and tra- was it easy and an easy transition? Yeah, everyone used to ask me that, but I, I was never really good at kicking anyway. You know, they used to be shouting at me to use my legs, and I just I, I used them because I had to. But I was more just always full on with the hands. That's that's what only most of the boys really. Yeah, did you ever play football or guy? I did, yeah, when I was younger with all the lads. Not in beastly game of football, you know, um, and soccer and hurling. Done it all as a kid, just real energetic. You know, but then there comes a time where you have to pick what you want to do and just go ahead with that. Yeah, that's classic. And then what has your over at Liechtenstein? Is it a woman or is it the boxing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's actually, it's a mad story, Ross. Um, I started off, obviously, professional boxing in Manchester. Mm. And, you know, it's not an easy business to break into, by no means. If, you're, if you haven't got that big backing or a promoter or TV behind you and you're on a ticket deal, it's, it's a crazy game. You'd wonder why some people get involved. But I did anyway, and I went after it and uh, started building my record up. I got a deal in America. I signed a contract in America with Star Boxing. And my first fight for them, I was beaten over there. I was delivering my first loss. And I was like, Jesus, you know, I can't catch a break at all. So I was at home, and out of the blue, I got a phone call from the Sauerlands uh, asking me to go sparring a Vasparo in Germany. Um, I went over there as a sparring partner. The spars were... They were great spars, you know, a bastard great fighter. We really put it on for the week of sparring. And at the end of it, the, my now promoter, Pete Lyme, asked, could he have a chat with me? We went um, down to the bar downstairs in the hotel and he gave me a new contract that I couldn't refuse. I signed it there and then. And now um, I'm living and training over there. So it's a mad story. Uh, how, how did you originally start? Like, how did you decide Manchester was the place to go? So obviously I'm from Waterford, you know, and there's been no pro boxers from here before me. And, you know, you have to take it as it is. You, you know, depending on what you want out of the sport and how far you want to go, I knew Waterford wanted the place for me to be training. You know, you need to get into the mix. Manchester, hard to boxing on this side of the world. You know, all the good guys are over there. So I just got set up over there with Kieran Farrell. I moved in above the gym. You know, it was a real rocky story. And, uh, yeah, I learned, I learned the trade over there under Kieran Farrell starting off. And that was an amazing experience. Shared the ring with some great fighters. And, uh that was the foundation that took me to where I am now. That's awesome. Uh, Dylan, uh, you're probably in the toughest division in all of boxing, really. Definitely. Right? When, when you look at it, like you have like some absolute massive names there. Errol Spence, Terence Crawford, Manny Pacquiao, uh, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, Mikey Garcia. Even like even Amir Khan, who's like, on the downturn of his career. Like, yeah. They're all massive names, you know what I mean? And then like, God only knows if Floyd Mayweather comes back out of retirement again. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of those things. Um, how far away do you think you are from that like top world well, class level? The, the reality of it is, <clears throat> my, my last fight was for the WBC belt, you know, hmm. against the German champion. And if I'd have won that, it would have put me in the top 10 in the world. So, providing all that it went well for me on that night, I'd have been only two or three fights away from a world title fight. That, that's the hmm. reality of it. But this virus come along and now it's been set back, you know. But as far as I'm informed, as soon as I'm able to go back training, I'll, I'll still fight Dennis Ilbe for the WBC belt. You know, that, that's still there on the table. I'm fully confident of winning that fight. And like I said, if I win that belt, it puts me in the top 10 in the world. So I'm not too far away at all. Yeah. Dylan, like, oh. uh, obviously, over the last while, we've been like 
promoting your fights. So remember, uh, Ross actually brought it up before the show. He goes, uh, remember, we, sh- we gave him a shout out before one of his fights and you had the message us being like, lads, that fight's not on. <laughs> <laughs> Just so eager. But uh, I remember I remember when you when you did lose, um, I, I saw, you, you talked about it or you put a tweet out saying that you were contemplating like leaving the sport. Is that, is that actually true? And like, what actually, what was in your mind frame at that time? Yeah, um, I definitely was contemplating it. And many times, you know, like I said, I've come up through the gutter in this sport, you know. Anything that could go wrong for a fighter has gone wrong for me. You know, starting off living in, in Kieran Farrell's gym, above the gym, little to no money, you know. So it's been a long road since then. You're having doubts. Is it going to pay off? Am I good enough? Am I making the right decision? Shows were getting cancelled. Opponents were pulling out. You know, I got beat in America. I then flew straight to Tijuana in Mexico. I was sat in the dressing room, gloved up. That fight got called off. I remember that, I come yeah. Home. I come home, I got a date in Belfast. That show got cancelled. And it was at that point that I was like, what am I at here? You know, I'm putting so much into this and getting absolutely nothing back. You know, and I'd made some serious sacrifices. And then out of nowhere, I get brought to Germany sparring and get an absolute dream of a contract. So that was my turn of good luck, I believe. And now I'm on the road to where I need to be again. First, um, Dylan, you you like you try and stay as active as you can. You know, I mean, a lot of times the fights fall through. It's not on you; it's on them. And you know, as you sort of progress in your career, sometimes it can be harder to find fights because people don't want to fight the best guys. They want to, you know, yeah. buffer up the record. Um, we've had some brilliant people on our show over the last two weeks in terms of boxing. We've had John O'Carroll and we've had Mike Conlon. Which other Irish boxers do you look at um, to, for inspiration or which other boxer in the world do you look at for inspiration? Or do you just follow your own path? Or your little brother? At the moment, I'm following my own path. The likes of them guys you mentioned, though, I've been looking up to them all along. You know, they're a good bit ahead of me in the game. Like John O'Carroll, do you know what I mean? Down to earth, lad, just worked hard and deserves everything he gets. He's at fringe world level now again. Michael Conlon, how couldn't you be motivated by him? Do you know what I mean? Ireland, the list goes on in Ireland for who you could be motivated by. But like I said, I just try and concentrate on myself, you know, motivate myself. Be, be your own motivation in a way. You know, at the end of the day, boxing, it is the loneliest sport in the world and you're on your own, you know. So you just need to just stay in your own lane, focus on yourself, work hard, believe in yourself. And like I said, be your own motivation. And, and that's what works for me, you know. And now where I come from, I'm setting a good example to the kids coming up behind me. And, and that's, that's what I take motivation in to continue doing that. Yeah, I see. I see you train your little brother as well. Yeah, he's the next one coming through, Mason. Um, what a talent! An amazing talent. I think he's got thirteen fights now, thirteen on the trot, and um, yeah, loves loves boxing. You know, and just watching me every step of the way, the experience he's getting is second to none for a kid. So very excited to see where he goes when he comes of age. Yeah, it must be great for him to look up to a brother like yourself. You know. Yeah, that's it. And like I said, he's there every step of the way. He's like my shadow. You know, he'd be in the dressing room before the fights. He'd be there after the fights. He knows all the ins and outs of it and the bad side of it too, you know. So he's getting experience there that not many other kids get. And what age is he now? He's 11. You know, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's 11. He's, he's still only a baby. But yeah, he, he loves it. Do you know what I mean? And I'll, I'll, um, I'll set the path for him. You know, I'll make all the mistakes that he won't need to make. You know, and when he comes 18, I can, I can show him how to do it. Whereas I didn't. I, I made all the mistakes because you have to go and find out for yourself. Whereas he won't. And at that stage, when he's ready to go professional, I'll have made a lot of contacts around that I can pass him on to and, and get him set up. That's yeah, we've had the Klitschkos. They will have the Morans. 
<laughs> that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Just, just having all the belts. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm, try- I'm trying to get one, never mind all of them. And come here, do you reckon he'll be much bigger than you or do you reckon he'll be smaller than you or similar size? Yeah, I think he's going to be a bit small. He's only, he's only 11, which is by one. He's only 28 kilos, so there's not much of him in it. Jeez, 28 kilos. You'd lift him up and throw him away. Yeah, yeah, you would, you would. Uh, oh, that's gas. Dylan, you obviously signed a contract with uh, that company in Lichtenstein, yeah? Um, yeah. How many fights have you, uh, did you sign for? So I signed a three-year deal with them. We didn't, we didn't speak about fights. So what it is, is Peak Climb is my promoter now, uh, PGP Boxing. Um, and what he done was he got a team of lads from around the world. He got myself from Ireland. He got Osley Iglesias from Cuba. Uh, Mario, he's from Slovakia. You have uh, David, he's the Italian champion. Hussein is the Turkish champion, all in different weight categories. And he's brought us all to Liechtenstein. He has an, I've never seen a facility like it. You'd have to see it to believe it. We're all set up and training over there. He's brought uh, Georg Bramowski in as the head trainer. He's worked with Arthur Abraham over the years, you know, and Yuli Wegner. He's a legend trainer in Germany. So the setup is 10 out of 10, you know. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, it's in a beautiful part of the world. And we're all just loving life over there, training hard and really living the life, essentially. And that's what it takes, you know, no distractions. Every day, it's just full-on boxing. There's no um, getting away from it. And would you get like homesick there, or like are you just are you loving it, just being right, dedicated to it with the blinkers? I, when when I first moved away years ago, I was getting a bit homesick. You know, you'd be young, but I, I've been on the go since, so I'm used to it. But um, like I say all the time, I'm living the dream, and I am. I love every second of it. You know, I love every part that comes with it, the diet and the training, the whole lot. And it's just look, enjoy it while it lasts. You know, boxing is a short career, yeah. and I'm at a point now that. I've, I remember it seems like it was only yesterday. It seemed a million miles away. But now I'm here, you know, and I'm just ready to make the most of it. I know Peak Lime can deliver the big fights to me. You know, this is only my third fight for him and he had me a shot at the WBC belt. So proof is there. Hopefully I win that. I'm 100% confident of beating Dennis Hilbe. You know, I, w- I was firing on all cylinders for the fight two weeks ago. Obviously, he didn't go ahead. Hopefully he'll take the fight, reschedule it and go again. Yeah. Dylan's class, following, following your career, I know... I know when you had that minor setback and then you, you felt like you were down and then like for this to happen, it's, uh, it's brilliant to see for myself and Ross as well and everyone who supports you as well. And thank you. Very much appreciated. You know, when that happened last year, you have two choices. You can keep going down or go back up, you know, and I just went that full steam ahead. And that's why I'm enjoying the break now because I've been just at it and at it since then, rebuilding, you yeah. know, so the couple of weeks at home is doing me the world of good, you know, recharging the batteries. And I'll be refreshing, ready to go again when this passes. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a long couple of months, you know. I think you learn more lo- sitting in a losing dressing room than you ever will in a winning, and, and that's so true. I learned more that night in America than I have in my whole career, you know, and, and it has me where I am today. Yeah, can I, uh, just one one last quick question. Uh, sorry, Ross. See the way, like obviously the WWE had WrestleMania there with no fans. The MMA events have happened with no fans. Would you would it bother you fighting in a in a in a well it wouldn't be a massive stadium obviously because they wouldn't like rent out Madison Square Garden for no fans but uh, yeah would that would that bother you fighting with like no crowd? Barry, I would have fought Dennis Ilbe in my gym with nobody there for free just to get that belt you know because I knew what came with it and my promoter actually tried to get the show on in the gym when the virus first come around and the arena wouldn't uh, leave him hold the show because he knew as well that once you get these belts sanctioned, you need to go ahead with them. So yeah. he tried to pull every last string he could, but then there was nothing more he could do. So we just left it at that and I came home for a couple of weeks. 
Okay. And one piece of advice I'd like to give you is don't tell anyone ever again that you'll fight for free, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not avoidable, right? People are willing to pay good money to watch a fight, so you take their money. I know. Uh, yeah. And on the back of that, right, uh, I have one question to ask you. Um, obviously, one of the biggest fights of all time is like on the horizon. Um, Fury maybe versus, um, well, the winner of Fury, Wilder 3 versus Joshua. Who do you think walks out with the heavyweight crown? I think um, I, I, I'm a massive fan of Andy Joshua. Massive fan. Massive fan of Fury also. But I think if Andy Joshua and Fury were to fight today, I think Tyson Fury wins. You know, I just think he's got he's got too much for him. You know, too much movement, too much shot selection. He's the better boxer. Who knows? You know, anything can happen in heavyweight boxing. But I'd be putting my money on Tyson Fury. I think I, I actually think like he he rivals Muhammad Ali with his style. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. And people, 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 you know, people put Ali on such a pedestal that they want to say, "Oh, must say he was unbeaten." But like Ali yeah. lost four or five times, and yeah. like Tyson Fury's undefeated, and like he made a show with Klitschko, uh, yeah. he made a show with Wilder in I think it was like what eighteen out of nineteen rounds, and then yeah. like you know what I mean? If he beats Joshua, he goes right up there as like one of the best of all time to ever do. Without a doubt, and well deserved. He he has some resume, you know what I mean. The, the Klitschko win over there in Klitschko's country was the start of it. Then went and done Wilder twice away from England, and now if he's to beat Joshua and it happens in England, it'd be very hard out to do a resume like that when someone you retire. Yeah, mm, even all the stuff he's done for mental health as well is uh, unbelievable. Like his podcast and, with Joe Rogan was definitely one of the uh, top three podcasts I've ever seen. Amazing, and I, I love his dad and his uncles as well. You know, they, they speak so much sense. They're just black and white down the middle. Oh, yeah. Fury himself then as a character. You could listen to him all day, you know what I mean? This is a business, and he's a very good businessman. Him and Joshua has to happen. It's a, an absolute, mm. like the Trill in Manila, it's a mega fight, that is. And hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. Who, who, who do you think is going to win? The fans. Oh. Well, <laughs> no, I think Fury, Fury's going to win. But uh, you forgot to mention his cousin Tommy Fury on Love Island. What a guy! Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd say Fury as well. It's just yeah, he, what I've seen is just, you can only believe what you've seen, and then the way he's yeah. performed is just sensational. Yeah, no, he look. I think he has too much boxing for Joshua. You know, and you have a punch. He's very good. Obviously, he's very good. He's two or three times world champion. Whatever. But I just think Fury have too much boxing, you know, too much ring craft. Mm. And, like the movement he have for a guy his size is crazy. And then his last performance against Wilder just really solidified his status for me. Mm. You know, to go out and just beat up the fighter in the mm. fashion that he did was, I was like, I just, I couldn't get over it. Yeah. You're going to have to make sure you get him that card now as well. Imagine that. Imagine that. That would be crazy. All in good time. Yeah, just don't wear any suits that are too heavy for your walkout. <laughs> 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 oh, you couldn't write it. What an excuse. My well, God. Well, Dylan, when the world gets back to normal and you have a date booked in again, we're going to have to get you on uh, beforehand. Whether it be five week or not, who knows? Definitely. Before, uh, Guys, listen, it's an absolute pleasure coming on. You have a great show going here. I'm enjoying watching it. You're keeping everyone entertained. Thank and you. thank you for getting in touch. Yeah. Uh, everyone, make sure you follow Dylan's uh, career because it's uh, kicking ass. And his brother. And his brother as well. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Ross, anything else to say before we finish? Now, guys, thanks a million for watching. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay energized. energized. <laughs> <laughs>